a listener production. Hi, and welcome to Broadsheet Melbourne Around Town. I'm Broadsheet's Editorial Director, Katja Vaktel, and the host of this 10-minute guide to Melbourne. A 150-year-old pub in the inner city has just reopened after a major revamp. We'll hear about the Central Club Hotel shortly, but first we've got a rapid-fire round about some of the most interesting and exciting homewares coming out of Melbourne right now. Joe Walker is Broadsheet's Home and Lifestyle Editor. No one is more knowledgeable than Joe about all the creatives and designers and makers in Melbourne. She'll laugh that I'm saying that, but it's absolutely true. I am currently laughing on the inside. <laughs> we have had so many stories go up on the site in the last few months about really special Melbourne makers. So we thought, let's get Joe in to talk about some of these names and what they make. This is everything from beautiful sheets made with a material you might not expect to contemporary stained glass mirrors that feature your favourite cocktail. So welcome, Joe. Hello. We're going to do a flash round. Okay. That's why I'm envisioning this. This is Mastermind. <laughs> it's basically Mastermind, but of Melbourne makers. Okay. All right. Let's start with stained glass. Yes. With Poppy Templeton and Duck Ragu. Yes. Please tell us all about this. Okay. Imagine Nana's Tiffany lamp. That is how Poppy makes things, but she's not making Tiffany lamps. She's oh. making mirrors that look a little bit Mondrian, lots of different big colours. She makes art installations that are kind of anything you want. There's one that has a cocktail on it. There's one I've seen that is a oyster picnic. This is a thing that people enjoy. I really like that one. The oyster picnic sounded right up my alley. She also makes necklaces and (laughs) bikinis out of glass, which I can't imagine are incredibly comfortable. But but what do you mean by that? You don't actually wear them, as in things to hang on your wall? Uh, Well, you know, in the picture, it is a person's form wearing a glass bikini. I'm not saying that that is something that people would wear to the beach. It is waterproof, though, so I suppose it sort of makes sense. That's a sideline. The main thing that we enjoy about her, well, is her creativity making glass bikinis, but also making these beautiful custom-made mirrors and art pieces. So what's the reason for the name Duck Ragu? It sounds like something that would have a really interesting kind of like many-tiered anecdote behind it, but she likes ducks and she likes ragu. That is the beginning and end of it, so why not? And it sticks in your head. I like Duck it. ragu, it makes as much sense as anything. So these beautiful stained glass mirrors, are, as Joe's mentioned, if you want to create something bespoke, if you've got a gift in mind, She's really able to do whatever you want her to do. And as you said, all custom made. And she's got kind of a line of things that she can go to. But if you've got your own ideas, bring them too. Apparently there's only one place in Melbourne that you can buy the glass that goes in these things. So a lot of it is actually recycled glass that she sources off Facebook Marketplace and then cuts into tiny things and collages together into an oyster picnic. An oyster picnic. You can find out more about these mirrors at duckragu.com. Okay, we're going to go to Sheets now. Okay. Plantchester, yes. a Melbourne-based brand. Yes. Why are they different? Why are their Sheets different? Okay. They are made out of hemp. Tim Berenu, who is the label owner, I thought was very funny. He was very paranoid about people knowing that hemp doesn't have to be itchy like a sack. It is moved on from whatever nimbin hippie stuff you probably are thinking of. So apparently they're very comfortable. The other thing that I think is interesting about them, and I love the design thinking behind this, 
is that every step of the production, the usage, and then what happens to these sheets after you're done with them is very eco-focused. So it is made with this material that is um, hemp. Again, I'm learning things. You don't need pesticide. You don't need all these nasties in its production. Then, and they're 100% got certified, So, which is kind of the certification you want when you're making things of material and linen, especially things that you're going to be sleeping in. Right. And apparently it's also, if anyone wants to leave their sheets on probably longer than their mum told them to, apparently you can do that because they're antifungal and antimicrobial and hypoallergenic. So there's all of these magical supposed properties of hemp. Yeah. Then the thing that I think is very interesting is because he started out thinking, I want these to be able to be compostable at the end of life. So there's no plastic. It's literally just hemp fibres in these things. So the doona, instead of potentially having the little buttons that close it, it has ties. The thing that I thought was interesting was the fitted sheet, no elastic, but a pull cord, a bit like the pull cord on your pyjamas. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So it's very cool. As the story says, these sheets are also incredibly soft. And can you just talk a little bit about the dyes and the colours? Because I think that's a really interesting part of the story. They're not using kind of commercially made chemical dyes. They're using natural dyes. And the colours look beautiful. Well, this is the other thing about what I'm saying about all of the different steps are thought through so that you can happily use them for a long time. But when you're happily chucking them in the compost at the end, because it's not manufactured dyes, it's these beautiful plant dyes, which are from, I think one of them's walnuts. One of them's definitely walnut. That was the one that caught my eye. And there's a pink one that is tea tree fruit, which surprised me because I thought that tea tree would have made it sort of Tea colored brown. Oh, okay. We don't know what tea trees are. <laughs> we might be homewares experts, but we are not tree experts. No, but he is, which is interesting. So he has a master's in environmental governance policy. And he actually, his this is his sideline to a FIFO job where he works in land management in the Northern Territory. So he's either out being an ecological warrior or he's making eco sheets for the rest of us. As we've mentioned, beautiful kind of light pinks, a beautiful blue. I urge people to go and check these out, especially if you care about things that look good, but also are better for the environment than perhaps the sheets you've already got on your bed. And you can find more out about them at plantchester.com. Racing through to the end, at the table is a ceramic studio by another Melbourne maker. This was a lockdown project. Really beautiful ceramics, candelabras, incense holders. Tell us about this one. Okay, so Kathleen Campone, as you said, with the lockdown project, previously they were a dancer. And one of the questions that we asked them was, how does dance relate to actually processing and making pottery? Is there any connection? And what was interesting was they said that the endurance and physicality of it was something that really drew them to the process of ceramics, which is sort of interesting. But when you think about, you know, you build it from the clay, then you take the mould, then you slip cast it, then it goes and it gets... It's quite a physical experience making them. Yeah. And then drying and then painting. So their sort of signature is to do these deliciously wonky, shall we say, hand-painted black and white checks. And as you say, the candelabras, the vases, there's something I think... (laughs) a little bit Tim Burton-y about them. Like I almost yes. feel like if they started moving and came to life, I wouldn't be completely surprised. 
most about it. They are. They're really, really fun, but also the kind of piece that if your house is quite minimalist, a really beautiful little statement piece as yes. well because they're they're quite striking with those checks. Now, the prices start at $50 for those incense holders. They go up to a little bit more for the candelabras, and the website for that is at thetable.store. Now, we did talk about squeezing in one more, not a Melbourne maker, but you and I were both so excited by this story on the site. Yes. Let's just talk about Joy Roller very quickly. Okay, because it does bring both of us joy. So Joy Roller, R-O-L-L-A, Roller, is a new brand. They are out of northern New South Wales. Basically, the idea is, remember those granny carts that you would see nonnas taking to the market? You still see them. You still see them traditionally vinyl, potentially floral, or there's a lot of um, tartan. Lots of tartan. Right. So the idea was, what is the modern version of that? So these are monochrome. um, They are beautifully made. um, They look good when they're full of stuff at the market. You can put several pumpkins in them, I have been told. (laughs) Which is really the the main measure of how good one of those That's rollers a, are. It's a good unit of measure. Um, and then uh, when you take the pumpkins out, when you get home, it still looks nice. At the moment, they've got black, lilac and a mustardy colour. The thing I thought was interesting about them was no one really knows what to call these things. So when I was talking to Marissa Mills, who is the co-founder, we were talking about it as the granny cart roller trolley thingy thing. And we both knew what we were talking about. And every single person I've said that to since then also knows what that is. Yeah. But as we've said, these will not be the granny cart rollers you have seen. Again, we've got that story on the website. We've got lots of stories about incredible makers and creative and designers on Broadsheet. So go there if you're looking for any more of that inspiration. Thanks, Joe. There have been so many revamps of old pubs and hotels around Melbourne in the last few years. The latest one is a revamp of a 150-year-old North Melbourne pub, the Central Club Hotel, which has just reopened after a pretty large and extensive renovation. Audrey Payne is here to tell us all about it. Welcome, Audrey. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I think before we get into kind of the pub, I'd love to hear about the person behind it. Sure. So Vincent McGrath is a publican from originally from Ireland. He used to work in wine sales and moved to Melbourne, was still working in wine for about 12 years. And he took over this pub pre-COVID and is just really passionate about booze and local wines and really really loves pubs. The way your story kind of outlines Mm -hmm. just how stressed this man was about making sure that the pub hit all the right notes Mm -hmm. and was really suitable for customers. It was kind of amazing to read. I mean, can you tell us about this, almost this quest he went on around Melbourne in in research? Yes, I can. So he tells me that he's visited every pub in Melbourne, which took him two years. He would go with his family to kind of just suss out what was happening, see what experience was lacking on his end, see what he really liked from all these different pubs he visited around town, spent 
those two years developing a menu, which he really felt would like cater to a lot of different tastes. There's vegan options. There are steaks from the grill. There's the ability to get some of their pasta dishes as entree sizes. This man has really thought of everything. Yeah. I think the vegan options are an mm-hmm. interesting one. And and a lot of pubs and obviously restaurants around uh, Melbourne are making sure they have an offering, a plant-based offering. Mm-hmm. But it seems like they've really put a lot of thought into it at the pub. So can you tell us just about a couple of the dishes? So they have all the classics. Like they have the chicken palm, which is something that I always get when I go to the pub. They also have a pumpkin steak. They have a vegan pasta and they also have a vegan chocolate mousse for dessert. So you can get a pretty substantial meal without eating yeah. any meat. You're yeah. not going to have to like look through the menu and think, what am, what am I going to eat tonight? No, you're not going to have to like ask for a side salad as a main or anything like that. Now he's in drinks, so mm-hmm. he knows his drinks. He Tell really us does. about what's on the menu. Something I thought was really kind of charming about the um, Central Club Hotel is that all of the drinks, with the exception of Guinness, are from Australia. And that's because Vinny is from Ireland. So he was like, that's my little touch of Irishness. But yeah, they're all kind of, we wrote in the story, more under the radar labels. So during lockdown, to get through, Vinny started doing wine tastings at home. And there he really championed Victorian wine specifically. And he said that every winemaker he kind of covered during those tastings is now represented on the list. So it's a really nice kind of full circle. So he's really focused as well on becoming close and having relationships with the suppliers there. Yeah. So he really wants it to be a place where people working at the market can come and hang out too. The pub is not currently open in the mornings, but they have a a. 6am license. So they are able to start serving drinks really early. Um, And I think something that he spoke about, one of the first lunch services, someone had ordered a chicken palm and the chicken farmer was sitting at the bar having a drink. So he introduced them afterwards because I think the customer didn't quite believe him. So he's really being conscious to try and bring in that community and also taking advantage of the produce at the market. Like, why wouldn't you being just across the street? Yeah. Yeah. There's a basement bar that's Mm -hmm. not open yet. Can you tell us about that? Sure. It's called the Depot Bar, which is a little nod to the history of the building, which at one point was a taxi depot back in the days when it was horse and carriage drawn taxis. And it's a really cool, like I almost don't want to talk about it on the podcast because I'm scared for the word to get out, just selfishly. Really cool whiskey bar. So it's really low ceilings. It's in the former keg room. And the bar is this really beautiful golden colour. There's like really plush couches, all kind of jewel tone velvet. The bar manager, Sam Rose, is going to be doing a cocktail menu that is whiskey focused. And loosely speaking, the theme of that space is time. So there's a grandfather clock that was gifted by the former pub owners that's permanently set to 1.30. So you can just kind of go there and get lost and not think about what's going on in the rest of the world. And the cocktails are going to be more focused on the classic cocktails and pre-prohibition era cocktails. The Central Club Hotel is at 240 to 248 Victoria Street in North Melbourne. The hours are Tuesday till Saturday, 12pm until 11pm and Sunday, 12pm until 7pm. That's it for today. You can stay completely up to date at any moment of any day at broadsheet.com.au or on Instagram at broadsheet underscore mel. I'll be back again on Monday. Same time, same place. Chat then. Listener.